Welcome back everybody to the second episode of the biography of an abolitionist and Philip Douglas. Douglas was then a prominent of William Lloyd Garrison's non-resistant form of abolitionism, but he began to reassess his beliefs after the night at the Brown Zone. While I continued to write and speak against slavery, I became all the same less hopeful of its peaceful abolition, he wrote. My utterances became more and more tinged by the color of this man's strong impressions. By the mid-1850s, Brown had become a national figure in his own right for his involvement in the violence. Bleeding cancers. Border conflicts is action celebrated by those who felt that slavery was bloodshed. I met him often during this struggle, Douglas wrote, and all I saw of him gave me a more favorable impression of the man and inspired me with a higher respect for his character. Brown frequently stayed with Douglas during his trips back east to acquire money and hams during these years. One such visit captured by their joint letter to Brown's wife in January 1858. But despite his own heightened militancy, Douglas believed in the importance of political action to bring an end to slavery, placing him at heart with the increasing rhythm of Brown. The two men joined other abolitionist leaders of William Wells in March 1859, but were unable to resolve the stalemate over their differing views. Brown and Douglas met for the final time at a quarry near Gambasburg, Pennsylvania in August 1859. This time, Brown presented the full scope of his plan to capture the Federal Armory at the Upper Ferry, Virginia, and harm enslaved for the major insurrection. Douglas' recollection, Brown brushed off the warning that he was going into a perfect steel trap for which he would never get out alive and pressed forward with the attempt to recruit his friend. When I strike, the bees will begin to swarm and I shall want you to help hive them. Whether it was due to my recreation or my cowardice, Douglas wrote, he declined to join what became the ill-fated Abbasbury Way on October 1859. Nearly every member of the inciting party was either captured or killed, and Brown was hanged on December 2. There is some dispute about whether Douglas' version of events is accurate. One of Brown's captured men, John E. Cook, claimed that the orator had backed out of a to bring more men to the raid and Brown, who drew praise for refusing to implicate associates while awaiting his death sentence, reportedly complained to a friend about the great opportunity lost at Avas Ferry, adding that we hold to the famous Mr. Frederick Douglass.